0: Welcome to Carlton Fields' Recruiting Podcast from Campus to Council. I'm Jack Clabby, the hiring partner at Carlton Fields. This is episode six of our series designed to help current law students and law clerks think about the recruiting process for joining a private practice law firm and also giving some tips for when they get started as new associates to hit the ground running. With me as always is my colleague, Ted Delcima, a commercial litigator of promise based in miami florida a fun fact about ted he speaks fluent french and haitian creole so ted uh how are you doing today i'm doing
1: good jack thank you thank you i'm doing good uh it's the uh, university of miami's homecoming week so very excited you know <laughs> let's go um uh, let's go canes beat fsu Uh, shameless plug to my colleagues and my cohort. So (laughs) doing good. Feeling good. Optimistic.
0: Excellent. All right. Well, look, speaking of languages uh, today, we're going to talk a bit about the language of marketing. Uh, It's, you know, it's a, it's an interesting topic for brand new associates, but it's something that is Ted, you and I talk about these issues. If, uh, if a lawyer is first generation lawyer or, um, didn't have experience in the legal industry before they went to law school, it could be something where they started a law firm and they think, okay, like this writing briefs stuff or editing contracts stuff, that does look a little bit like what I did at a law school. But this idea of like joining the American Bar Association or going to an industry event in downtown Miami or downtown to New York, to New York that is a little bit um, outside the, um, what you think about when you're getting trained law school so we thought we'd put together some of our thoughts to help uh you know two l's and three l's and new lawyers uh, decipher a little bit of this world of of marketing so yes yes new lawyers need to think about this and there's stuff that happens at law firms um that new lawyers participate in that they should probably know about ted what what sort of um you know we do talk about staying in touch here particularly staying in touch with your law school buddies as as a new associate but can you tell me a little bit about why that's important? I mean,
1: the the,
0: the main reason
1: is because they're your friends, and hopefully you like them. So, <laughs> so aside from that, it, it's because you know your your friends are going to be your your biggest network and your biggest point for marketing. Uh, statistically, one of your friends would become a judge, and you might end up you know you might end up in front of that person. Rush. Right. When it comes to marketing, and then when it comes to just going back to the underlying theme of this podcast being indispensable it's it's not always what you know in the cases you work on it's who you know and the connections you've built and how you have placed yourself out there in the world in the legal world because it really is a small community so definitely you know staying in touch with your law school friends and and developing those relationships making the time
0: yeah and it's really easy to spend your first year with your head down. You're getting to know, you know, dozens, maybe hundreds of colleagues around the country at your law firm. You're working on cool stuff. This is what you wanted to go to a law firm to do, right? This is why you went to law school. And you might pass on the opportunity to go to a reunion or pass on the opportunity to go to a wedding. And I, you know, I'm, I'm telling you, you know, new lawyers, you don't need to do that. And you should make time for that because it's important. You're a whole person. You're not just a a cog in a machine. Um, and you know, th- these are questions, even if you're looking at law firms, that you should ask the early associates, you know, did you have to miss any weddings for work? Did they encourage you to stay in touch with your buddies? And if so, how how did they do that? Um as a young associate, you know, you you don't you might you probably don't have clients of your own. You're working on law firm clients. And so Ted, what's like um, you know, what's a who are the clients of the first-year associates, really?
1: Oh, uh, it's very simple. Your clients are your partners and your shareholders um, because they're the ones managing the relationships. And essentially, if your goal is to ultimately get your own clients, you would be managing that relationship. So it's it's a little removed. But if you think of your partners and your shareholders as your clients and you keep them happy, more work comes trickles down. It's that trickle-down effect. So I would think of it like that.
0: That's a really good point. I like to think of it too as, you know, um, as a new associate, you know, you may get put on tasks early and you may not get the whole picture of what you're working on. And your goal is to try to move from task-based assignments to entire matters. So you might write discovery responses in a new piece of litigation, but if you handle yourself well and you ask for more work and you volunteer for more work, you're going to get more assignments and pretty quickly you'll be the associate on that piece of litigation. If you do a couple pieces of litigation and you volunteer to help out that client whenever they have a problem, suddenly you find yourself being the client associate for any new matters that come in for that client and you get more and more exposure to the client and to their problems and you can do more to help them and help them solve their problems. So we call that, or I call that, well, Ted, Ted, I don't know how far this has traveled within the law firm yet, but I'd like to say that, that, that we as a firm call it that the client service mountain. And so if you're a young associate, you start at the bottom of the mountain, but you want to climb up as fast as you can. At the bottom of the mountain are tasks. In the middle of the mountain matters, pieces of litigation, entire deals. At the top of the mountain, where you want to be is entire projects for clients across a suite of matters where you're really seeing around the corner for them and predicting where things are going to be for them. So you want to climb that, you want to climb that mountain. All right. There's this idea too, as a separate concept from that Ted, of you know some firms call them practice groups and industry groups. That's what we call them at Carlton Fields. But there's a practice sort of dynamic, and then there's an industry dynamic. Can you explain a little bit about the difference between a practice and an industry?
1: So to your question, Jack, practice versus industry. An industry is really how a client. Sorts, sort them or identify themselves. It's how they sort themselves. For example, when we think of banking, right, that's the banking industry. And me, who's my practice as a commercial litigator through the banking industry, I would get litigation opportunities. These opportunities can look at uh and mergers and acquisitions, uh, regulatory work that I may be litigating. So that's the main difference. You want to see what the client is identifying themselves as or sorting themselves as, and that could be banking, that could be manufacturing, technology, and then your practice is how you fall within that industry.
0: Yeah, so if if a law firm has industry groups, like our law firm has an industry group that serves the construction industry, for example. We have an industry group that serves um, securities and investment companies. Those industries may be served by different practice groups, like the employment lawyers who are helping them rewrite a handbook. The litigators who are helping them with some non-compete litigation um, in the banking industry. There's a whole suite of regulatory attorneys who practice banking regulatory law. But those same litigators who are serving the banking client may also go and do a manufacturing case. Manufacturing companies also have non-competes. And so, as a young lawyer, you may be invited to industry events, and you've got a, and you may be invited to um, practice events where you're getting better at a practice event. You'll get better at litigation your skill set as a litigator if you're at a industry event you're learning more about common issues that hit that industry the banking industry the construction industry some of it may be relevant to your clients and to your practice not all of it will be um if you're invited to an industry event that's more likely to have clients at it because you know clients aren't just in-house lawyers but they're also CEOs or heads of marketing or heads of human resources a uh Practice style event, like an ABA event or um, a bar association for your state, is going to have a lot of other lawyers at it. And the topic is usually going to be some form of continuing education. And so this concept of industry versus practice is a really fundamental one. And it takes a long time um, for lawyers who aren't kind of trained in it to to get the difference. And so, you know, as you think about how you want to spend your sort of non-billable time, think about do I want to specialize in an industry? Are there clients that I work on that are in a particular industry, and should I be spending time there, or do I want to spend more time on my own skill set as a lawyer, um, getting better at the practice that I do, and that's how I'm going to 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 really add value, or am I going to balance between industry and practice, um, as most as most lawyers do? And a key, another key function is, uh, and this was a piece of advice i got very very early on in my career in fact i had i had only recently passed the bar when i was told this never walk past an old friend to say hi to a new friend never walk past an old friend to say hi to a new friend <clears throat> and that was in the in the politics arena but the idea is is really really important as you begin working at a law firm is that you know your current clients are your best sources of new work so do an excellent job for them and you'll get more opportunities to work for them And don't pass up opportunities to spend time with them to help solve their problems because you want to go chase new stuff. Um, It's always good to have a balance, but it's really, really important to attend to your current clients. They're your best clients. Never walk past an old friend to stay high to a new friend. But that doesn't mean, Ted, that you're not going to be out there trying to meet people, get new business. Um, There's a lot of pressure on young lawyers to join organizations and groups what are some ways that you think about that, Ted?
1: It's, it's balanced, Jack. You don't want to overexert yourself. And, and the the under, and the underlying tone is the work product could never suffer. You don't want to suffer the work product chasing something else. You know, I, I really liked your analogy. And one that I've always lived by is a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. <laughs> you know, so when you're thinking about, you know, joining groups, stick it to three basic categories, one local you're looking at Miami-Dade bar, one state, uh, Florida bar, uh, and one national, the National Bar Association, the National Lawyers Guild. Keep it that simple. So you're spread out in, in three different categories, and that's the way you kind of balance that with your workload and the other things, the mis- miscellaneous things and the personal things.
0: Yeah, that's a good... I love that rule of thumb. It's well, yeah, one local, one state, one national, and you can probably even even if a lawyer's never thought of it that way, if you went and talked to her, an experienced lawyer well into her career, if you went and asked her, tell me a little bit about the organizations that you join. My guess is it's going to be something just like what you said. I mean, I locally, I'm very active in my a college's alumni association at the state level. I'm very active um, with uh, the Florida Center for Cybersecurity, now known as Cyber Florida. And then uh, on a national basis, I'm very active with the American Bar Association. And so- uh, you know, I think I think most lawyers who, who are happy with with the way they're spending their non-billable time have some kind of division like that. It's just, uh, you know, someone who's attracted to the practice of law is, is a civic person and can't help but join some organizations. You just got to be careful you don't overcommit. It's probably better to join three and be active than to join 10 and just delete the emails when they come in your inbox, Ted.
1: Or, or set a rule. I'm not speaking from
0: experience, <laughs> but... Or federal. No. Yeah, you've got the Federal Bar Association auto divert. On the other hand, they do send like four emails a day, which it's kind of like, yeah, it's a little bit of an the auto the auto-divert may not be a bad <laughs> idea for those. Um, you know, and I think I think there are, you know, some lawyers and some some publicized guides that will say lawyers should never go places where there's other private practice lawyers, only market where there's clients. And I, I don't think that's really fair. You know, we're we're complete people, and I think we need to have some opportunity to 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 network and market among other private practice lawyers. Um, and there's, I think, really great opportunities that come from, from building that network. And it's also probably the best way to build your skill set is to see what other lawyers at other firms are doing and compare that to what you're doing and see, you know, can we be doing it better? Um, that's a perfectly fine thing to do. And so yeah. I think some networking and some marketing where you're spending time with other lawyers is good too, uh, but you want to balance that too.
1: And Jack, I would even say work can come from that. Uh, like you could, when you go to these events, there might be other commercial litigators, but there might be someone with an IP issue that has a litigation component, and they refer you that work. So I wouldn't discount it completely.
0: No, and and locally, like the um, you know, if our firm is sponsoring an organization uh, locally, we often will get a table at an event, and a lot of times there might be a senior partner or two who are really active in that organization and leading our sponsorship but they'll have six other seats at the table. You might be invited to that last minute. Okay. You know, if you say, I, that's I one have way. Yeah. You know what it's like. I get invited to those last minute. Yeah. It, it is what it is. I both invite people last minute and get invited last minute. And uh, say, yeah, if you, you look at your calendar and you're free for lunch, you go to that, go to that one, one, you know, it's a chance to just network and meet with your colleagues, which, which, you know, it, it, it's good to find those opportunities to get to know what they do. And and two, it, it is good to know where your firm is being active in the immediate community. Um, plus, you get lunch. Yeah, right? come on, how hard? How, how you know nothing, nothing wrong with that. So there's paying attention to those, and it's sometimes in. We have a colleague who who uh, attends a lot of sort of local uh, lunches like that, and is always volunteering to be a part of it. And he insists on driving everyone in his car, and he's got a pretty big car, and so he usually drives five or six people. And he says. Um, I get more work on these on these when I'm driving people to lunch than I do anywhere else, right? Because it's he wow. gets to talk to his colleagues, and you know, you get five people in your car for 10, 15 minutes driving to lunch somewhere, and uh, and you and you you'd be surprised what you learn about even what your colleagues are doing and where you can get added in and add value. So for a new associate, absolutely something to think about, um for for sure. So all right, let's so some of the highlights of this, let's just kind of go through them. It's stay in touch with your law school friends because it's, they're your friends and it's a nice thing to do. You don't have to turn that off. But also, they're going to be important people as your career um, goes on. Uh, so the second point is, you know the best clients for new associates are internal clients within the law firm. So you know, market within the law firm. Uh, try to climb that client service mountain. Third, understand the difference between a practice group and an industry group early on in your career that will help you decide how to spend your non-billable time and help you balance your marketing with other lawyers to your your, your industry-facing work to potential clients. Um, you know, uh, I think fourth, have this concept in mind early that you should never walk past uh, uh, an old friend to say hi to a new friend. You know, Make sure that you're attending to all your current clients before you kind of go out and try to develop new relationships. And lastly, fifth, I think, this idea that Ted was talking about, about rule of thumb can be one local, one state, one national organization. You know, all things being equal is a pretty good guide as a new associate to your out-of-office commitments and making sure that you're you know, getting some balance, but also um, you have plenty of time to do all your obligations. So <clears throat> thanks for joining uh, us again for this, the sixth episode of From Campus to Council. I'm Jack Clabby, and thanks as always to Ted Delcima uh my uh, co-host here for sharing his insights and we hope you enjoyed listening thank you this podcast is intended for general information and educational purposes only and should not be relied on as if it were advice about a particular fact situation The distribution of this podcast is not intended to create, and receipt of it does not constitute an attorney-client relationship with Carlton Fields.